and gentlemen, are you ready for the biggest fight of the year? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> What's up, Sean? My you are a nut, man. I love you. From another mother. What's I up, family? You, How you like the invisible American ninja? Oh. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect, and you, you, you did not disappoint. <laughs> you know, every time, man, that I have an amazing guest in this show, I always like to do things that are different, that can be related to the things they are working on. Because right now, it's a whole lot of fight going on. It's yeah. a whole lot of chaos out there. And what a great time to have you on this show, my friend, so that we can, you know, go right into some of those things and i'm telling you right now you guys this is gonna be a very very good show grab your pen and papers we're gonna dive deep my goal with this show is to bring amazing people like sean like some of the ceos and other influencers that i bring here to help you guys overcome something difficult achieve your goals faster get to the end result so all of us together can make poverty history that's my goal. When I'm no longer here and, I, and, and I'm in the next life, I want yeah. people to go back to those videos and be like, man, that one, that one show, man, Sean and Carlos, they bought it. The A game, they had fun. They just took it to a whole nother level. And ladies and gentlemen, for you guys that don't know this brother here, let me, let me introduce him proper. Let me bring, you know, this guy, man, his record is amazing. So for you guys that don't know, Sean is a true renaissance men sean canaan epimotized i don't even know how to say some of those words it's so beautiful an expression uh, but he literally he's the expression of the triple threat having achieved success as an actor producer author his second book success factor became an amazon new release bestseller one week after his, its release and it was recently named look at this one of the most 20 most inspirational books in the last two decades by book authority. Not only that, the list goes on. Sean has been interviewed numerous times, you know, by Fox Business anchor Maria Bartiromo, Katie Corrick. He has hosted the Miss World Pigeon in London, and it goes on and on. Sean's acting career exploded right with his breakout performance as the villain, and I always call him the villain, Mike Barnes in the Karate Kid movie, number three movie, like right here, this one, that's the one, that's the villain right there, Karate Kid, beating out over 2,000 hopefuls in an open call to this iconic award-winning roles in daytime television playing the black sheep, AJ Quarterman. And on General Hospital, to his critically acclaimed portrayal as a deacon, sharp with the young and the restless and the bold and beautiful television most syndicated show in history, seen over 100 countries, having appeared in more than 1,000 episodes of network television and 15 films, Sean is recognized around the world. He's recently uh, created stars in their critically acclaimed Emmy Award winning, check this out guys, digital series is Studio City exclusive on Amazon Prime. Wow, what a record, brother Sean. That was probably the single best introduction I've ever got. Even though even though it was written for me, it's your delivery, Carlos, that was outstanding. <laughs> I appreciate that, my brother. I really appreciate that. I love emceeing and, and hosting events. Yeah. 
You know, I'm trying to give my boy D uh, Von a run for his money. He's one of the best MCs in the world. You know, he's always seeing great events. So big shout for my brother, you know, and I just love introducing people. You know, I have this ritual, Sean. Whenever I do in life, I always tell myself, and this is anything, like having breakfast with the family, uh, interviewing amazing people like you, speaking at school or speaking in, in, a, in a prison. And I ask myself, how can I take it to a whole nother level? How can I just make it 1% better? How can I make it this more exciting? How can I make it fun? This way, if it's my last one, I play the full out. Absolutely. I have a great time. You know, it's just something that I do, and I do it like subconsciously. And I just love just one of those rituals that I have. You know? And you know what? One of the things I got to say I really love about you, Carlos, and this is why I think you're able to always kick it up to the next notch, is because you manage to connect with whoever it is that you're talking to. You know what I mean? You, have, you know, so many people, they talk at you and you make a personal connection. And once you do that with somebody, then that opens them up to being able to receive your message. But when you're just pounding away at them, you know, so often, even something that's a good message goes right by. Yes, now it's so true. And Sean, I want to talk to you about something that it disturbs a lot of people out there, brother. You know, you know, um, <laughs> no, not there yet. Matter of fact, somebody told me the other day that was a gear for it. I was like, you got to be careful with those school tears. No, but you know what, brother? Check this out, right? You know, me, you guys know I'm 6'5", you know, 350 pounds. Sean is also, you know, six plus feet tall and, you know, pretty strong guy. But one thing that I never talked much is that I was really bullied, you know what I mean, when I was a kid because I didn't have that father figure, you know what I mean, to, to teach me all those things. So I was you know, beauty, uh, you know, quite a field. I was, you know, abused. I was tormented. Mm -hmm. And right now, a lot of you out there have been bullying also in the past. And online bully, Sean, it, it's a major threat. Oh. Uh, the number of suicides, the number of anxiety and fear, all these things, it's growing with such a rapid rate that it pisses me off. And when something pisses me off, I love to talk about it, especially with influencers like yourself, because you have a lot of followers out there and they needed to hear that message more often to know that they might see us successful, but we also been through that. And what is, you know, talking about that, Sean, like, what do you think, I mean, in your opinion, right? Mm -hmm. what, um, man, it even got me, like, I have, uh, I have it over here, right no. down. I know up over here. What is your best advice, right, for someone right now that are having those bullying thoughts that still hunts them down? Because I, I, this thing hunts us, and sometimes we people are just not honest to talk about it. And I tell this quite often: your mess will become your message. Whether you were bullied as a kid, you are bullied yeah. in a relationship. You are bullied as an actor. Maybe they didn't give you that role, or maybe they bully you, mess around with you. And then a lot of actors and actors, they've been bullied. They've been molested. Sometimes they don't talk about it until a leader like you or myself shows up and tell them, let's talk about that devil. Let's address that devil right now and talk about it. Well, you know, you, you made some really good points. First, first of all, suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among uh, adolescents and teenagers. And now that you know, we've got this wonderful invention, we've got the internet, but with that comes the negativity 
uh, of cyberbullying. You know, when I was a kid, I was I went through some very, very difficult periods being bullied. But, you know, if you got bullied, you got bullied before school and after school. It's pretty much about it. Now, with the Internet, you know, and with with this just pressing one keystroke, you know, people are able to be bullied to their entire school uh, on social media, et cetera. And it, it's so damaging. You know, I, I don't think a lot of kids realize the psychic scars that it leaves on the people that they're bullying. Um, but you made a really good point. You know, you, you, you take the things that were the challenges and the, the difficulties that, that we had, and that becomes your message. And, you know, for me, I'm very involved um, with an organization called Buddha Bullying. Um, I go and I speak at schools. And, you know, the thing we find is that bullying is kind of like a triangle. You've got, you've got the people being bullied, you've got the people bullying, and then you've got the kids that are witness to the bullying and it's it's detrimental to all of them and so what i do is i i go into these schools and we facilitate a dialogue and it's amazing once you start getting these kids up on stage to talk about it how honest they are and you know so many kids have experienced bullying mm -hmm. and um you know I, I think i would say to the adults and the teachers if a, if a kid comes to you and and is even remotely trying to express that they're being bullied, please listen to them because that may be the one and only time that that kid reaches out uh, and, and tries to get help from an adult before doing something that is, you know, a, a very permanent solution to a temporary problem, which is suicide. Um, you know, for me, uh, bullying was, was really terrible. I mean, it, it to, you know, took a long time to get over feelings of shame, feelings of inadequacy, you know, why was I bullied? Why wasn't I, why wasn't I tough enough to stand up? And, um, you know, Carlos, you're right. It's, 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 it's another pandemic. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's you know, and, and you know, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so glad that, that we're talking about this because that leads to something that here's the number one question that I always get, right? Mm. How do I find my passion? Yeah. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, I like to write it down and I put things on the screen because some of you guys, I like to say it, visualize it. I want you guys to really get this because we're going to address the devil tonight, right now, because this is going to help so many people out there. And I tell all the time, you know, I tell people to go deep, deep into our own insecurities, mm. into things that like hunts us down. And, and then, you know, the things that you fear the most. Like really journal through this shit, right? And go through them. 90% of those things would never happen, even though they torment us from, from bullying. And then as we grow up, like Sean says, if you don't talk and address that, that shit will grow. And you gotta kill the monster before it grows. Yeah. And a lot of you right now, listen to us. Maybe you are going through that. Oh, I can't find my passion. Maybe you are doing a job that you no longer likes. Maybe you are doing a career that was imposed on you. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like right now, a lot of your friends are in LA, right? They, they uh, Actors and actresses, the whole Hollywood industry, it collapsed because mm -hmm. of COVID. The studios are shut down. Some of them, you know, are trying to find other things to do on the side. They're not as creative as you are successful, but you know what I mean? So it's like, it's tormenting. And a lot of people come to me a lot, Sean, is like, how do I find my passion? What is your advice, Sean, for someone on how to find their passion 
Yeah, look, Carlos, I'm, I'm a firm believer that everybody has a masterpiece inside themselves. Mm -hmm. And that masterpiece is your most authentic self and sharing it with the world is the greatest thing that you can do. But I think that it requires that you, you have some honesty. And the first thing you have to realize is that where you are right now in life is the sum total of the decisions that you have made. You have to take responsibility from that. You know, you have to have a clear eyed vision of why is your life the way it is right now? That's the first thing. The second thing though, is you have to accept the fact that the universe wants you to win. You know, I, I kind of equate it to like Star Wars, the force. You know, the force wants everybody to do well because then it gets stronger. So you got to realize that the universe is not out to get you. Um, two things I talk about in my new book, Way of the Cobra, uh, and I'm going to try and really encapsulate it and make it quick. I talk about the inner critic. You know, we've all got this inner critic that exists within us. You know, that voice that says, you're too fat, you're not good enough, who'll ever love you, blah, 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 blah. And you've got to realize that that voice is bullshit. Um, and, and for me, what, you know, what I've done is I, I even gave it a name. I think it's kind of funny when you, when you give that voice a name. I call him Little Timmy. And Little Timmy is this, this little boy and he stomps his feet and he cries and he pouts. And when he starts talking, you know, I'll let him go for about 10 seconds. And then I send him to his room. You're done. Okay. And you have to learn that we all have that voice inside our head. But you got to stop it from playing on that loop because that loop is what's so, so damaging. The next thing is, you know, you, you got to be aware of the stories that you attach to events. Okay. If you attach, I'll give you an example. Say, say there's a two, two boys and each one of them grows up and one has an alcoholic father, beats his mother. It's terrible. And the boy grows up to be an alcoholic himself because that's that's what was modeled from his primary male figure. The other boy grows up in an alcoholic household and he grows up and becomes a tremendous success and says, I will never drink because I'll never be like my father was and uses that to motivate him. He's attached a different story to what it means to grow up with an alcoholic father. One allows himself to fall into victimhood. The other uses it as the catalyst for change. You got to look at what's not, you got to look at what's been damaging in your life and what the story is that you're carrying around with that. And if that story isn't serving you, you need to stop. You know, like Tony Robbins talks about this. You scratch the record, you know, yeah. you, you completely alter the visual that's on the loop attached to that story and you create a new one that serves you and that will make you successful. <laughs> for real, <laughs> for real. I love that. Don't scratch my record, you know. <laughs> but I love that, man. That voice, that's such a great advice, brother. I really hope that you guys can really write this one down. And even as an advice, put that as a reminder on your cell phone. You guys know how I always love to tell you guys to put reminders on your More. cell phone to go. At the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, which voice is it going to Yes, sir. Which voice did you listen the most today? Because it's, it's, this is so, you're touching on such a very, very powerful point, Dashon, because 90% of the time, most people are listening to the voice that doesn't serve them. Right. Guys, right. Just, just think about this for a minute. If you are honest with yourself, trust me, this thing hunts us down. Sean yeah. and I talk a lot about mindset, but you know why? If we are honest about it, which we always are, we talk about this on the stages, 
and that's how we met speaking on stages is we talk about see we, we don't preach what we must to remember we preach what we must to apply every single time because we have to apply that to our children to our spouses with ourselves with our teams and our employees everybody is so important that you pay attention give a name to that voice like mm -hmm. you know here's little timmy you know miles like the little carlos no 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 not right now no right now i don't carlos was ever little <laughs> yeah for real right now my, my mom told me junior right i was like no 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 right now junior no 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 not right now hell no i said devil go away you know what i mean and then i, I even i joke around i'm like in the mighty name of jesus not now you know and i literally i do those is not out of nowhere and people, what are you doing I'm like no i'm not gonna feed the monster because I know it's gonna knock me out of my game. So whenever I'm here, I wouldn't be able to serve. Like I wouldn't be able to serve when I'm with my daughter, you know, practicing sports, doing martial arts, when I'm with my spouse. If I would allow all this shit that goes down, like the other day I had a farm invasion. My, you know, my uncle almost died last week with COVID. You know, I have a, a, I have a hacking problem, $3.6 million somebody hacked into one of my accounts. If I would feed and if I would let all this shit consumes, I wouldn't, I would be like, hell no. You know what I mean? I would go into alcohol, into drugs. I would like be pissed off. But I'd be like, nope. That right. was 20 years ago. The old car was like, not the new car. You know what I mean? Like I focus on, I go take my daughter to the park. I go to the garage. I have Bobby. Bobby gets pounded. You know, I go do some martial arts. I go live. I go live from the sauna. I like to interview my friends like you. And yeah. talk about this in a live setting, in an interview setting, because it serves so many people right now. And if it is serving you, let us know. Put some questions here below from whatever you are watching around the world, because this is awesome, brother. This is awesome. And, and Sean, tell me something. You know, talk to me about, like, you know, being one of the most hated men alive after filming. I bet you a lot of people would dig this. And I know that because you and I have some conversations, having a drink after the times that we spoke together on stages around the world. And... When you are out there, I know in Brazil, in my country, you are very loved. They cannot even go on the streets out there. And in Italy, you, man, I mean, in Italy, you like, man, you cannot even walk around. You got to have the bodyguards, you know, because all the novellas and the, the movies and the things that you've done in Europe. But talk to me about, you know, how, how after you're done with that movie, because that movie exploded, right? The Karate Kid 3. How was it? Like, you know, you did it. Tell us about some kind of crazy stories that yeah. happened. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, the first thing that was was interesting is the irony of it in the sense that, you know, here I was this kid that was bullied and now I'm playing this iconic bully. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was strange because as I was playing this bully, I was very aware. I had a lot of, you know, flashbacks to, you know, people that bullied me. And I think that gave me a lot of the, the source material, um, you know, I. After I did the film, it, my life did become very different. Um, Pat Morita and Ralph Macchio, who had done the first two films, you know, they had done all the press. They didn't really want to do it for the third film. So the studio was looking for somebody that would do a lot of the press. And so they, they turned to me and I, I actually I went on a 12 city tour doing press everywhere. And very quickly, you know, I went from being a completely uh, anonymous, unknown actor to, to somebody that, you know, was getting recognized on the street. And I'll be really honest, you know, I mean, I was a young guy. It was the first time I had a little money, uh, you know. Like how, old were you? how old were you, brother? I was 21. 21? Uh, wow. You know, I, I, made, I made a lot of mistakes. But, you know, I think that, that 
it was a great experience learning from those mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've always felt like if you're if if you're an asshole and then you become famous, you become a bigger asshole. And if you're cool and you become famous, you're probably going to stay cool, stay humble. Um, I, I have wonderful parents um, who, you know, have taught me some really good lessons. Um, you know, my martial arts training uh, really taught me uh, to be humble and yeah. to be just an authentic person. And I think even though I made mistakes, that kind of carried me through it. But, yeah. you know, Carlos, it was... Um, it was a whirlwind experience. I mean, I, you know, I have to be honest. It was, it was um, something that I don't think I can accurately describe if you haven't been through it. Yeah. Um, but, you know. No, I, I, can, I can relate, Sean, in a weird way. Well, not, not a weird way, but like in a different way. Like, you know me, right? I used to sell bread in Brazil, making yeah. 50 cents a day, right? Selling bread, 11 years on the streets, coming to America. And then I started training criminals out of prison on the hood to become civilians, selling cable door to door. And now, and then we were getting paid around $50 on paper. So we only, our goal was to give it away cable like free for two months or one month or three months, introducing the technology back then. People didn't know about the cable boxes. They didn't know about the internet was just transitioning from dial like 1.0 to you have the modem to then right. 2.0 and 3.0 introducing the telephone from the you know landline to digital telephone all those things were new so i was the guy that had to introduce that shit you know throughout the country and i so what i figured i go and i trained already hustlers hey instead of you hustling drugs let's go hustle something legit so you can sleep at night because some of my homies in Brazil, they die. I don't want you guys to die. I see that you have a kid. I wanted them to have a father, you know? So I ended up making so much money, Sean, because I was going to the hood and to the, uh, to the barrio in places that nobody would go. Corporate right. America, they wouldn't send afraid. Yeah. For a salary there because if they would get hurt, they would have to pay insurance. So they would hire contractors. They would hire immigrantos you know and then, then i would go there so i made so much money and then i was like whoa from poor to making all this cash thousands and thousands of dollars a week i was your age you already know proximity start hanging around bad places and with bad people and crazy places alcohol drugs strip joint go to yeah and now because that shit you know you know all the I, that's why but it's almost like a blessing and a curse because God put you and I through that before we had kids, before you know what I mean. So that before we were married, so it kind of it kind of get that shit out of us because. But it, this shit is crazy, man. If you don't pay attention, it's like I always tell people: if you look at your cell phone right now, are the five closest friends to you are they adding fire right to your log, log to your fire, to your bonfire, or are they pissing on it? It's so important. No, I, I one, of the, the one, one of the most important things, and, and again, I referenced my book, but I do talk about this in my book, is the ability to uh, have situational awareness, not just about your environment, but about people. You yeah. know, you need, and, and a lot of this comes as you get older and make mistakes, but you, you need to learn to be able to recognize the people that are the narcissists, the sociopaths, and God forbid, the psychopaths, and, and, you know, learn how to, some of them you can deal with and some you just have to stay away from. And, you know, when you started making money and I was like that too, you become a lightning rod, a magnet to attract some not very good people because you've got money, you've got, you know, some fame, whatever. 
And uh, that's, that's one of the byproducts. And when you're young, you don't always have the life experience to be, be, be wise enough to see it coming. You know, now I'm 53 years old and for the most part, you know, I, I'm able to see it coming. You know, yeah. every now and then you, you misjudge somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then something that's maybe less immediately dangerous, but equally pernicious. I talk about identifying people that are uh, uh, emotional vampires. Yes. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of them Blood come suckers. in the form of, we got that one aunt who, if you ask her how she feels, she's going to keep you on the phone for 40 minutes telling you. And you have to, you know, be, be able to respect your own time and other people's time. And then I also talk about something called thieves of time. And some of the biggest thieves of time are some of our biggest tools. I mean, I love my iPad, man. I'm on this thing all the time, being productive, doing stuff, making money. But, you know, then I find out like, wow, I just spent the, the last 30 minutes playing Gardenscape, you know? <laughs> and I mean, Michelle always jokes she's going to get a... Uh, She's going to get a grant from the uh, Department of Agriculture because I do so much gardening on that game Gardenscape. But, you know, for me, that's what that kind of lets me kind of release the tension. But, but you got to be aware of the, the, the things, the people and the things that are presenting themselves as, as negative in your life and do your best to root them out kind of like a cancer. Yeah, no, I love that. But I love that, man. I always write it down. If I ever see myself not productive or yeah. I, I go and I like I journal. Okay, Carlos, a moment of truth. What is it? What you are doing that's unproductive? You know, are you like, you know what I mean? So I, I kind of start, and I, I analyze my week, and I see, okay, okay, Carlos, maybe you did this. You spent too much time on this area, not on that area, on this area, not on that area. But right. it's that moment of truth, that honesty that will set us free. And, and, and Sean, here's something, bro, that I think is also uh, going to help a lot of people right now. I mean, oftentimes, you know, we say that to ourselves. I felt dumb. I, you know, I feel fat. You know, I felt sorry. You know, I feel like I couldn't do the job. I feel like I don't deserve the next promotion. I feel like, you know, I don't. What if I cannot deliver? What if I cannot handle success? What if somebody pays me, you know, ten thousand dollars or hire me for this role for this movie or that production movie, whatever, and it doesn't work out? You know, we all talk. You know, what are some of the things that you? How did you talk to yourself to lift yourself up for moments like this doing your job? I'll tell you what. I, I think one of the greatest ways of silencing that voice is obviously having good self-esteem, right? So how do we get good self-esteem? We do estimable acts. We do things that infuse us with esteem, estimable acts. And for me, and I know for you, Carlos, one of the things we love to do is inspire people. And so, you know, I can have a day where I don't make any money, I don't do anything for Sean, whatever, but if I'm able to connect with somebody or a group of people and inspire them, I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing something positive. That, that builds my sense of self-esteem and that, that's like armor that keeps those voices away. Because I'm like, you're not gonna tell me that I'm not good enough when I know that I'm able to help people. You know what I mean? So the more yeah. things we do, that build self-esteem, the harder it is for those voices to uh, to get through the armor. No, I love that, but I love that. What a beautiful answer. It's like always shift it, focus on helping others, focus That's on helping others, reminding ourselves, hold up, what is all the great things that I have done to help others? Like if I die tomorrow, you know, I always say, God is gonna have a great place for me up in heaven. You know, I wouldn't be on that line for too long. Right. Great answer. And I want to talk about your second book because your second book is a big deal, brother. 
you know, success factor. Yeah, awesome book, you know. So it was recently named one of the 20 most inspirational books in the last two decades by book authority. Yeah. So uh, it's success, Sean, you know, I always tell people, man, it's not hard to make money. It's easy to make money. It's all, it's all mindset. It's all how you look at it. There's many things that you can do to make money. Man, I remember times where, <laughs> you know, I needed, uh, you know, buy a car. I would go to the police auction and I have to buy a car. And, you know, the, the catch was you cannot turn on the car. So I'll buy it for two, three hundred bucks. And I have, I will pray to God. I'll be over there. I will pray in Portuguese and I'll be doing this, you know. And then, then I have to go, moment of the truth, turn on the car. And then right. what I'll do, I'll buy them and I will flip it. And then I'll go back, buy and flip it so I could get a better car that I was able to commute. And then being able to train the guys in the hood and sell cable door to door. So, you know. That's how I worked my way up to sell those cars. And, but you see, so making money, it's not hard. It's a mindset. The hardest part, Sean, that I've seen, once they make a little bit of money, is maintaining Absolutely. that success factor. That's the hardest thing that I see that a lot of people, they, they, they go and they make it and then they go like this. That's why I never want to be like a, a peak performance coach because once you get to the peak, it must you come down. You know what I mean? So... What what is what is one thing like walk us through like one of the best strategies, Sean, based on your experience that somebody right now having a hard time maintaining that success, maintaining that momentum. What would the best strategy that you could share with them right here with the with the people uh, watching us now that could help uh, for them to apply and achieve in their lives? Share first. I'm going to share one that's a little abstract, and then I'm going to give you something that is tangible and right now. The first thing is you have to determine what your success is, okay? Mm -hmm. What is your success? Because if you're determining your success by looking at somebody's Instagram feed, by watching television and watching the Kardashians, you know, you're always gonna feel inadequate. You need to, listen, I'll tell you what, I was in, I was in acting class with Brad Pitt. Obviously our careers took different directions, okay? <laughs> and if I allowed myself to feel that I wasn't successful because of his success, I'd, I'd be perpetually unhappy, okay? Other, other people's success is not your failure. That's the first thing. So Amen. you need to decide what is, what is your definition of success? You know, imagine a guy who's, um, he's, a, he's a janitor, okay? And he cleans up after other people and he's done this for 30 years. It's not somebody that we would traditionally think of as a successful guy. But imagine if that same guy saved all of his money and put his only daughter through medical school and she would go on to be an emergency room trauma surgeon who saved life after life after life. I would say that guy was pretty successful. Agreed? So you have to determine what success means to you. Um, as far as a, a, a practical strategy, get yourself a side hustle. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, there's no excuse with all of the opportunities to use the internet, to communicate and connect with other people, uh, or, or, just, or just getting something that you can do from your home that starts small, you build it steadily, you turn it into a machine, and it becomes another revenue stream. And I mean, listen, you might do one or two things and find out they don't work out. You might find that they're not for you, but you find that little side hustle and slowly you build that into one of your, your ancillary businesses, aside from whatever your main job is, even if you hate your main job and you got to keep grinding on your main job 
so that, you know, maybe your other little side hustle starts taking off and that becomes your main job. You know, money goes, money is like water. It, it, it flows to the path of least resistance. Okay. It likes to go where it's treated the best. And if you're having success with your side hustle, you know, that's, that's where the money's going to go and you're going to follow after it and, and take care of it. So that would be one of my, my best pieces of advice. Wow. Wow. I love that, man. Big time. Other people's <laughs> success isn't your failure. That's why I put it there uh, in capital because a lot of people here right now, and sometimes, you know, if you allow it, because we all do it, self-included at the beginning, we all try to compare, you know, our chapter one, two, or three with someone sure. else 20 and 30. But like you say, no, no, it, it's like we all different. You know what I mean? It's like 8 billion people out there is one of you. I love the answer, but the big time, you know what I mean? So awesome. I'm telling you, I know this is going to be crazy. Here, we're going to go for a 40-second uh, commercial break, and okay. then second, maybe 20 seconds, and then we're going to be right back with some oh. more. So get ready, beautiful people. here with my awesome great friend mr sean kaner legendary you know from the karate kid three movie you know amazing and and and, and sean right now talk, tell us about a studio city man wow 12 indie series award nominations eight daytime emmy nominations hello you know yeah. i'm a I'm a very competitive guy, brother. You know me. You know what I mean? It's like everything that I do in life, I want to be the best at it. I always talk about nobody remembers second places. People always ask me, why you do that, Carlos? It's because I wanted the kids overseas in Brazil, in Mexico, in Africa, China, Singapore. I wanted them to hear it. I wanted them to feel it that a brother was just like them. Didn't have a father was broken and poor and was able to leave the hood. So I do it for them. And I, I, I think about all those struggles and that hate, and I transform that into a drive. And that's why I wanted to be the best. And I, 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 I promised myself a long time ago that I was going to outdo every single son of a gun in front of me at whatever I did in life. And I, you know, and I just, you know, I made a promise to a lot of people that are no longer here too, Sean. A lot of my friends, yeah. they are dead. We made a promise that. Whoever leaves the hood was going to make a difference, was going to make an impact, was going to put money and fame on the side and was going to do whatever it takes to succeed. And that leads me to the next question, which, you know, relate to Studio City and, you know, all these amazing nominations, because I know you are also extremely competitive yourself. So tell us, you know, what I mean, about what is, what is that, that, you know, people ask you the most, my friend? You know, and, and tell us not only that, tell us also about, you know, how did you even get these many nominations? Like, well, tell us well, a little bit, walk us through, you know, the, 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 the stuff that nobody sees it behind closed doors, right? They see the glory, nobody sees the story. I'm going all over the place here because I want people to really hit this point because they all see the glory. They see us on the stage, the Oscars, the money, the cars, whatever, right? But they don't know the dark shit that goes down behind closed doors. You know what I mean? All the hours. So walk us through that. Tell us about the, the mindset of competitiveness. And then tell us about Studio City and how did it, you build it up to get to all these nominations? I, I think as far as how we got all these nominations, uh, I'm very fortunate that I've got a bunch of very talented 
and gifted people that are my partners, not the least of which is my wife, Michelle. Uh, Michelle was nominated for an Emmy for writing. She's tremendous, uh, tremendous producer. And, uh, you know, this was a project that I had been trying to get made for almost 15 years. And, and by the way, a little shout for Michelle. The last uh, episode, I interviewed her. So just yeah. go on the YouTube channel and watch the last episode with Michelle L. Killer. She's an amazing individual. She really is. Um, you know, I, I think if I had to say what was probably the one reason for me that, that this became successful is I didn't quit. I This was something that uh, I, I worked at, you know, tirelessly and uh, just didn't give up on the idea and, and just kept grinding and grinding. And I found the right series of partners and, and circumstances ultimately um, to get it made. I think that's, that's one of the big things. Uh, I've got some very talented friends, the actors who are in it, who, who graciously came on board for very little compensation to be a part of this because they were inspired by it. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think we expected to get any nominations. It was an amazing byproduct of a lot of people working really hard. You know, one thing I really like, you know who Malcolm Gladwell is, right? So Malcolm Gladwell says that, that to be truly good at anything, you have to put 10,000 hours in. Yeah. And I started thinking about that and I was like, well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, LeBron James has shot free throws and played basketball for 10,000 hours. And then I started thinking about myself and I realized that, you know, I've done over a thousand episodes of network television. And so I've accrued my 10,000 hours. I've, I, I put the work and the dues in and, and it was that experience that ultimately led me to a place where I would be able to put my part into Studio City to do my best and to also work side by side with my team to do their best. So, you know, uh, team effort and a lot of persistence. You know, I've always, I've always said you don't have to be the best player uh, on the team. You know, if, if you're if you're persistent and you work hard, sooner or later the coach is going to pull you off the bench, and then if you have the preparation and the opportunity, that's what creates success. Wow, man, that's awesome! I love that. I love that, and and it's like you know, and history has taught us so much. All the people that we admire, and you know, from Walt Disney that was considered stupid and dumb, you know, for achieving what he did. Michael Jordan, oh, you're not good enough. You know, you're never gonna go to college. Yeah, watch me, baby. I remember me growing up in the hood. You're gonna die in the hood, little kid. You're never gonna <laughs> go in there. You dream too much. I remember my grandma. Hey, son. Deixa passar por aqui e sair por aqui. Let it go through one year, get on to the next one, baby. So one of the things, you know, when I'm listening to you talk and you talk about your relationship with your friends from the hood, you had a really strong why. You had the why that you didn't want to have the economic, the economic chaos that I imagine you had. But your other why was, I got to get out so I can help my friends and family. And if you have a really strong, clear why, that's what's going to propel you. That's the thing that when you have a day when you get knocked on your ass is going to pick you up to keep going. You know, for, for me, you know, my why is, is my wife, my family. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that's what drives me. That's what fuels me. You know, uh, maybe like we talked about the, you know, the, the kid that grew up with the alcoholic father. Your why can be whatever happens. I'm not going to grow up to be that person. That can be your why. Whatever yeah. it is, 
find it, isolate it. And then, you know, for me, find something, whether it's a, a piece of jewelry, a piece of artwork, something you write down, you talk about journaling, something that every time you look at it, it's a tangible representation of that why. You know, even if it's something you have by your door that every time you walk out into the world, you look at that and go, okay, I'm suited up for war. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to win. Yes. I love that, but I love that. I have a lot of objects, you know what I mean, throughout my studio. As I look around, you know, a little trophy that, 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 that my daughter, you know, she gave me, you know, like simple stuff. She got it. She bought it like at the dollar store, you know. She's like, yeah. Daddy, I want to go to the dollar store. Like, what do you want to go to the dollar store? I want to go buy something. It's a surprise, Daddy. And then she go and buy the trophy, best dad, number one dad ever. Oh, and I have right here, you know. And I was like, all right, let's go. You know, I go to the dollar store, you know. Back in the day, all the time, shit, not afraid, you know. But uh, that's awesome, brother. And, 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 and Sean, tell us about. I mean, I can I can wait, you know, to read. I mean, your, your your new book coming up, Way of the Cobra. I can imagine how much golden nuggets. Man, if your second, I mean, no pressure, right? Your second one, you got all these nominations. I can imagine with all the amazing things that went through right now and it went down in the economy. It's like, hold on, what's my face? Oh, why here? Hello. You know, and the, <laughs> the way, the way of the cobra. So I want you to tell us about the way of the cobra. You know what I mean? Uh, the way of the cobra uh, is formed from uh, an acronym, way of the cobra, cobra. So it's character, optimum, balance, respect, and abundance okay mm -hmm. so these are the things that i believe are critical in the world i talk oh, about I, I talk about you know I, a lot of the strategies I've, I've already shared um i believe that each one of us has a cobra inside of us it's that inner badass that you have inside of you and the book is going to help you let it out and understand strategies that are going to help you clear away a lot of the mental baggage you know dealing with your inner child dealing with your your inner critic like i told you about the little strategy about the little boy that I created, um, identifying threats. Uh, and then I get into strategies where I talk about one of the biggest ones, Carlos, and you can relate to this because you are one, is find a mentor and be a mentor. You know, okay. you are an amazing mentor to people. You, you inspire me. I know you inspire thousands and thousands of other people. And it, it's important to find somebody who has walked the path that you want to walk because they've made the mistakes and hopefully they can guide you past some of the pitfalls. But also it's to prepare you for eventually becoming a mentor yourself. That gets into the whole thing about giving back, about leaving a legacy, okay? Um, I talk about learning the power of no. You know, sometimes, so often people, they just wanna say yes to everything because they wanna be a, a nice guy. You get it, man, like we're, we're like this. You know, and, and, and the ability to say no is such a powerful thing um you know what else what else can i tell you um i love it i don't want to give it us all of them but i'm already i'm intrigued i'm so, I so, so passionate about this book i'm I telling you I honestly, believe, I honestly believe that it can help people you know i i do talk about what it was like my my experience being a cobra but i, I talk about it um because it, it it has a lesson attached to it so the book is not about what it's like to be one of the members of Cobra Kai. I use the Cobra as a, a metaphor for that inner strong, beautiful being that we all have inside of us. Because, you know, here's the thing. Cobras are one of the smartest snakes. They're adaptable. They can hunt on the jungle floor and in the trees. 
Um, they're generally not aggressive unless provoked. And yeah. then they strike with coordinated lethality. And so I, I just thought that's an interesting analogy, obviously tying in with the fact that, you know, there's this karate kid Cobra Kai mania. And because it's all about getting the message to people. It's like, what is going to get them to pick up the book, right? You can have fantastic information. You could have a great present, but if the wrapping paper is crummy, nobody wants to open it. So this yeah. is what I thought would be the best way to get people to listen to the message. And I really hope people will pre-order the book. It's, it's available now. I'll have it to you for Christmas. It's wayofthecobra.com. Wayofthecobra.com, guys. Check it out, wayofthecobra.com. Do this to help people. Wow, man, I, I can I can wait to read it. I'll be you know I'm gonna I'll put I'll make I'll put it on my uh, story post on Instagram. We're gonna blow this thing up. Maybe we should throw up a party, you know, and get together and throw a party. You know, I talk about it all the time. Book, the is book. And I have to tell you, I love your book. I, I love you know the stories in the topic. Uh, I read that entire book cover to cover, and it just made me feel a lot closer to you and realize your journey and. I want to share this with people because this is some of my journey. And I know you did because I remember when we were in D.C. and you said you read on the way back from D.C. You and I were out there speaking. We were doing something really cool. We were uh, speaking uh, for the Congress and uh, for the inventors. We were out there in Congress, you know, telling them. I was like, you know what? All these politicians, man, they all need our books. The way of the Cobra and work like an immigrant. You know, all, you know what? Our books should be in school systems. All those kids Absolutely. had a few people reach out the other day. Every single school system in college should have our books. Straight up. Because yeah. a lot of those things is this things for that mentality, right? From the hood, martial arts. You know what, you know what you do? We should, we should do something. We contact a bunch of schools. We donate a, a couple books each to their library. Yep. And, and then do some speaking engagements together because the okay. kids are really the ones that we, you know, I really want to reach. I mean, yeah. there's great strategy, obviously, for adults, but if you can, if you can learn this strategy at a young age, I, it changes the trajectory of your life. Yes. No. And you know what? I was speaking for a group of kids uh, in Compton uh, the other day. I'm gonna hook you up with my boy so that you can also speak with those kids. They will love you, brother. And then, um, yeah, man, I, I, that's the stuff that fires me up right there. Because yeah. the kids, they are the future. And that's what they need. It's that combination of what we, you and I went through in life, right? From right. not having anything, becoming successful, martial arts, you know, making all those mistakes that we've done growing up. And then after achieving success. And a lot of people, they don't want to talk about it. But like, because we are talking here, we are open. And I love that. And I want to honor that. That's freaking awesome, brother. Wow, man. What a, I figure I know we're going to have a great time here today, Sean. And some, you see, even some partnerships are happening right now over here live. And, you know, and definitely. But and then with the book, anybody that has a book now, by the way, here's a strategy, right? Anybody that has a book, uh, get yourself like 12 apostles, 12 Avengers. And you tell them, look, I, I, I'm going to, I'm preparing for my lunch party of my book. And here's what I want to do as a trade-off. Every Monday, I'll get on a Zoom call with you and all the 12 apostles or 12 Avengers, so my non-religious brothers. And then what you tell them is this. You teach them everything that you know, give them strategies, and then all they do, every time you post anything related to the book, they will share on social media. They yeah. will put their stories, and they will share with everybody. So basically, they are your gang, part of your lunch party. So my challenge is you about to get 12 of them to be your 12 apostles, and then get a bunch. 
friends like myself and some of other influencer friends to do a coordinated lunch right around the lunch or the day of the lunch of the book where we all at the same time give a shout to the book because I know that this book is going to be very successful. I know a lot of people needed to hear that book. And anybody listening to us right now is a great strategy to apply, you know, because if you have a book, if you have, if you wrote a book, I respect you listening to us right now because you had, that's, that's your legacy right there. When we are no longer here, I already see a man 50, 100 years from now, they will talk about us. You know what I mean? They're like, these guys, you feel me? Leaving a legacy is a really important thing. And, you know, you don't have to have a lot of money and build a, a, a hospital or anything like that. You can live a legacy by the way you lead your life, by the people whose lives you touch, by the way you inspire them, the way you love them. Uh, and and I, I honestly believe the kindness that, that you do for other people, that creates a legacy. So nobody has an excuse not to leave a legacy. You don't yeah. need money. You don't need power. You don't need to write a book or be famous. Everybody can leave a legacy with the way that we treat other people. And now more than ever in this society, in this world, we have got to start treating each other with at least mutual respect, at least with civility. You know, you may not agree with somebody, but you don't have to, you know, set their life on fire because they have a difference of opinion. For real. No, no I'm, I'm totally with you, brother, Sean. You know me, bro. I always try to avoid, you know, politics. But one thing that I hate is when I hear crazy shit, whether it's kids being abused or organ traffic, sex trafficking, or people destroying shit up. You get me. I get pissed. I don't see all this. Hey, what the is going on? Because at the end of the day, how about, like, remember back in the day, bro, in our days, you have a problem? All right, let's fight this with the rest, rest fighting. Yeah. You done? Get over with. Now we friends. We hug. You know, yeah, yeah. Put, hug here. It's like, how about putting our differences on the side? You know, religious beliefs, political beliefs. Let's learn agree to disagree. Yeah. We if we just do that, man. All the leaders of the world. If we just sit down on a table, just like the apostles did, just like the, the the leaders do, and put every all the bullshit on the side, like farmers in Brazil, you know, somebody back in the day, or if you kill somebody from that farm, their son, they go and they killed your daughter. Or they go, and it's like, Jesus Christ, a knife for a knife, only do one thing, and it's make the whole world blind. You feel me? It's about just like, let's put it on the side, all the bullshit, guys. Let's stop fighting. Let's just stop, you know, what can we do to help more people? That's what we should be asking versus all this divisiveness. Who's going to win the election? Who's going to do this? And who's going to do that? Who cares? What it cares is what you are doing right now to better yourself, to better your family, to better your community. It starts with us. You feel yeah. me? And brother, yeah. that's powerful, brother. And here's something. I want to finish the show on a very beautiful question that I love to ask all my guests. You're a very young man, 52, but you look like you're 35. Let me get some of that. Let I'm going to be 54 next month. Jesus. Four November 2nd. Damn, you look like you're like 39 at the latest, brother. No, I need some of that. You feel me? But but tell me something, champion. Tell me something. It's, you know, we're all going to live to like 120, 130 years old, the way how technology is going. So it's okay. 80 years from now. Yeah. And it's your eulogy. It's your day. You are no longer here. ACDC is playing. I'm over there smoking a cigar. I love I'm it. I'm a few years younger than you, you know. Uh, only a few, not that many. And it's going to get to the part where they're going to be written 
They're going to be writing and they're going to be reading. Get it together, Carlos. They're going to be reading your eulogy and they're going to say, here's how Sean Kanan lived. And Sean Kanan was dot, dot, dot. Who was Sean Kanan? What is the legacy? Who was that person? Who you were, brother? I think I'd be very happy if if they said he made a difference. He made a difference that I that I had the the opportunity and and positively affected the world around me in as big a way as possible. Wow, that's powerful, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I knew it. My boy, my brother from another mother, Mr. Sean Kanan. Hoy, my brother. Yeah. I appreciate you, my friend. And Sean, where too. Yes, my brother. Sean, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? I know that they can go for the book, wayoffthecobra.com. I have a great memory. Where else can they follow you? Where are you the most active on social? Um, I'm, I'm very active on uh, Twitter. It's uh, just at Sean Kanan and Instagram. And I think it's Sean.Kanan. Um, you find me on uh, Instagram. And uh, I managed to stay out of Facebook for years. And now Michelle's got me on Facebook. So there we are. <laughs> I listen to the boss. I know how that feels. I can't wait until next time I see you, man. I'm really yeah, but I'll be in LA. Now, you know, in a few weeks, I'll hit you up. We're gonna go grab a drink, my friend. You know, big hug, okay? Yeah, but a big hug on you and the family, guys. There you have it. Carlos Inspire Show, another great episode. Rock and roll. You guys know how we do it here. This is a free show podcast. The way how you can help us is by tagging three people here to the show. Invite others and keep showing up to blow up. And you already know it. Life is about contribution not acquisition and you know it baby the days that break you are the days that make you let's go make the world a better place let's go baby make the world a better place and you know it if opportunity doesn't knock you know it you go build the door life is about the mission not the commission let's go it's about to go down another show because you are here. Let's go make this world a better place. Love you guys.